You're listening to the Yoga Magic Podcast with host Ashley Sondergaard. Do you remember that first time you took a yoga class? Lying in Shavasana thinking, what is this magic? For me, yoga opened the door to a life full of self-discovery and self-care. This show shines a light on what is possible when you invest in your well-being. And not only for you, but for everyone around you. I interview women in the space of healing, spirituality, beauty, wellness, and of course, yoga. This community of listeners is excited to expand their minds, open new doors, be honest, and sometimes take a big old handstand fall on the way. My hope is that this show gifts you a library of accessible new practices that fill up your soul and open your mind. Not all will be perfect for you, but that's the best part. Trying it on and finding your personal favorites. This is Yoga Magic. Thanks for listening. Hello, friends. Welcome to Yoga Magic. I'm your host, Ashley Sondergaard. Thanks for being here. I know there's so much to listen to out in the world, so I'm honored to have you here with me. Thank you, thank you. So it's a big day, everybody. This is my first gentleman guest and the perfect one <laughs> to have on the show. Tommy Searle is the founder and CEO of Wellnest, a self-care app that helps you talk about what's going on in your head. And I've been using the app since I learned about it. It's just it's really cool. It makes journaling fun and really easy. And I know I've heard from many of you and just friends and clients that have said, you know, I don't really like journaling or I'm not very good at it. And this is a really cool way to make it fun, to make it more of a routine. You all might like it, might like this app. It's funny because when I was preparing for this episode and, you know, thinking about where I wanted the conversation to go, I was thinking a lot about how self-care is just so targeted towards women. You know, like self-care as a consumer product or, you know, in marketing. And I'm totally guilty of this too. I mean, and, and specifically, it's really targeted towards privileged white women. And, you know, this isn't anything new. I talk about the wellness gap all the time. But it's it's problematic because there are so many people that are being left out, right? And, and everybody needs self-care. But something like Wellnest is really a self-care tool for everyone because everyone needs self-care. Everyone has struggles, mental health or not. So kudos to Tommy and the team over at Wellness for making a new product that, again, is accessible, it's fun, it's helping people, um, it's gender neutral, it's totally free. It's just like, it's for everyone and I love it. Okay, friends, thank you to our sponsor, BetterHelp. I'm so grateful to have them as a part of the show. You know, as we talk about mental health on this episode, so many of us struggle with things and there are options out there to talk to someone. So digital therapy, heck yes. (laughs) And friends, I wanted to let you know about a free event that I have coming up that I'd love to see some of your faces at. Um, On Tuesday, March 23rd at 7 p.m. Central Time, I will be doing a cosmic self-care workshop. And we'll be diving into the markers in your astrological birth chart that just give you some ideas for your self-care style. You know, I've talked about cosmic self-care on an episode before. Um, This will just dive a little bit deeper and look at individual charts and give you lots of ideas. I'll also be talking about my self-care mentorship program that opens up for enrollment on March 15th. So I open that up three times a year and just take on a handful of clients to just work on self-care together. Really, really 
get that meaningful self-care stuck into your routine so that you feel like it's a part of your life. You know, we work one-on-one and I really love it. It's, it's been such a great way to connect with so many of you on a deeper level. So again, free cosmic self-care workshop on March 23rd. Sign up at ashleysondergaard.com or in the link in the show notes. All right, everybody, let's get to our chat with Tommy Searle, the founder and CEO of Wellnest. We are sitting down today with Tommy Searle, the CEO of Wellness. Are you the founder or the co-founder? Tell me the I'm the co-founder too. I'm a co-founder and CEO. Yeah. All the things. All the things. (laughs) The title of CEO, those don't really matter as much. There's still, there's four of us, four co-founders. And we're all, you know, I just do a lot of the software development and a lot of the um, like, like partnerships with uh, universities and companies and like investor relationship stuff too. Um, so I do a lot of, that's kind of like the realm that I have. Um, and yeah, that's, that's what I've been doing for the past like six months now. (laughs) Yeah. I'm sure you, no pressure on this, Tommy, but you're the first, um, male that I've had on the show. So I'm just going to let you know, like, here we go. That's great. There's, you know, there's gotta be a first, so this is good. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, I'm so impressed with wellness. I've been using it in the mornings, um, which are kind of chaotic in my house. So like to take a second and Mm -hmm. do a little journaling and have it just right there in my phone has been so lovely. I'd love to just know about you, your process, starting an app, like give us the full, I say like um, how I built this story because everyone loves that show. Like I want (laughs) to hear it. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So I, uh, like most people who end up getting very passionate about mental health, uh, had a very personal story to this. Um, And like my freshman year, Um, of college, I lost my dad um, to suicide and was Mm. very thrown into that realm very quickly um, and had very little idea of how mental health affected people or what mental health really meant until then um, and saw just, I mean, obviously how hard that was, but also so many people that I had known my whole life like, and met people that I had met um, for many months at Michigan were telling me their struggles or how they knew someone who had struggled. And it was really like eye-opening to me, like how much I had not seen. Um, mm-hmm. And that, that was when I started going to therapy. I started going to like, um, like group sessions. Um, I tried a bunch of self-care apps, you know, like I, I kind of went through the gamut of things then um, and continued to do th- to, to do so. Like I ended up finding a therapist that I really loved and um, went to see him like once every couple of weeks for the rest of my time at Michigan, which was mm-hmm. great. Um, and also just um, saw that there needed to be a lot more awareness for mental health and started a campaign where I sold shirts. Um, my dad, um, besides his job, had a hobby of making beer at home. And I just mm-hmm. sold shirts with his beer logo on it and donated all the proceeds to this amazing, amazing organization called the Brain and Behavior Research Foundation. And just thought I was going to do it once. And then I ended up doing it throughout my time at Michigan. Um, just really enjoy talking to people about how they were feeling and about mental health, like uh, at large. Um, and there were a couple of things that just really shocked me. Um, and they were that it was so hard to actually make the leap to therapy. Like I found that really hard. Um, and I knew I needed therapy. I was told by like everyone that I knew that I should probably go to a therapist. Um, and I agreed, like I knew I needed to, Mm -hmm. and it was still really hard to 
this was before COVID, obviously. So going into like a fluorescent room and filling out an intake form, like that was really difficult. Like not only the tangible reasons of like price and of time and of, you know, um, available, like whatever, it was also the intangible, like, I don't know why I need this. And I feel like it's very, um, heavy and like, you know, maybe, I don't know. It just felt really overwhelming. Um, like I, I can't even put it to words. Like it was just really hard for me to do it. Um, and I got lucky in the sense that I found a therapist that I really liked, um, and was able, you know, was in a a situation where I could afford it. Um, Michigan Mm -hmm. paid like, you know, is free for Michigan students, which was great. Um, and that was, you know, that worked out for me, but for a lot of people, it didn't. And for a lot of people who are just struggling, um, are starting to struggle like with like, um, like initial feelings of anxiety or initial feelings of depression, like whatever that is, I had a hard time imagining that they would bring themselves to therapy too. Mm. Um, and then the other thing, so that was one thing that I was very surprised by. The second was that, um, the dialogue was very, um, limited. Like there were a lot of, you know, you could, if, if, unless you were going to like a a group thing or a therapist, it was hard to talk about mental health with anyone else. Um, at least I found it like that, like that. I found that most people often had very surface level conversations and it was hard to actually like assess how you were doing. Um, and a lot of the self-care apps that we saw were really focused on, um, helping you sleep or helping you breathe or helping you, um, you know, meditate, like that's great. Um, and all of those things have their places, but what I found most difficult for me when I was going through, you know, what I was going through was actually like putting my thoughts into words and just getting things out of my head. Mm-hmm. Cause that's when I really found myself most anxious or depressed was when I was just like completely overwhelmed with thoughts and emotions. And I didn't really know how to process it um, without going to my therapist. And of course he, he taught me like tools and coping mechanisms and things like that, which is great, but you're not able to talk to your therapist like whenever you really want to. Right. Um, so that was what I was really curious about whether that could be uh, helped with like some sort of like tool. Um, and I ended up meeting my now co-founder Mars while I was interning at LinkedIn and she was, you know, we were talking about things and I had a lot of free time at my job. Um, I'd usually finish like at like 3 PM and I would be like, okay, I want to be working on other things now. Um, and I was really passionate about this like mental health space. Um, and I had never really taken the time to do a project in it, um, you know, that, that use my computer science knowledge and, and my programming knowledge, like there, there was just a really good opportune time for me to do that. And that's when I started working on it, started thinking about it. Really. I was telling, like telling Mars about it. And, um, she's like, Oh, well, do you have any, you know, cognitive science knowledge? And I was like, no. Um, she's like, (laughs) Oh, well, you know, I, I, you know, I major, I'm majoring in cognitive science at Michigan too. Um, and, um, you know, I think I'd have a lot of cool input on this. And I was like, yeah, okay, sounds good. So then we get back to school um, and I introduced her to like to a couple of my friends who I had talked to about this, like uh, in the fall of my junior year. Um, and then we just started working. So this was last year, the beginning of our senior year was when we started thinking about it, um, started kind of talking to as many students as we could. We did some focus groups. Um, and in January, we were like writing our first lines of code um, towards <laughs> this like journaling, like prompting uh, solution that would just get people to think about things that they might not get to be thinking 
thinking about normally. Um, and that was what we wanted to build. Um, obviously, we've had a lot of iterations since then. Um, and now we launched in the App Store on like December 1st. Um, and we actually just finished up this like first round of fundraising, which is super exciting. So yeah, we have yeah. we have money. Um, we have, <laughs> we're going to be able to grow our team a little bit um, and really expand this into uh, uh, what we hope will be a, an awesome and fun self-care solution that really works for especially young people um, mm -hmm. because we think that they've generally been underserved in the self-care market. Um, so that's kind of what we're, what we're trying to build and, and where we've come from. But yeah, that's, a, that's, that's our story. <laughs> that's a good one. I'm so sorry about your dad. Thanks for sharing that. I mean, what Oh I... no. Yeah, no worries. I'm very open about talking about it now. Um, mm -hmm as hard as it is, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. What a, what an amazing opportunity that you've really, you know, you're helping others because of your experience. Mm -hmm. It's funny because as you're talking about this, like sort of the barriers around therapy, it's, I didn't, I didn't, I was surprised about this too. I was actually talking to a friend recently who is a psychologist, very smart woman. And she said, you know, I was like, well, of course, like I go to therapy just to sort of a upkeep, like as a well-being practice. Yeah. And she's like, Ashley, people don't think of therapy like that. The majority of people, it's like, you're either not in therapy and you're fine. And you're like really struggling and you're in therapy and there's like no middle ground, which it really made sense to me. And now with something like wellness and just how you're talking about sort of that bridge in between those two areas, mm -hmm. we can, we can work on ourselves that whole time really right yeah. like it's not like a zero to 60 there is yeah some and a lot of our on ramp on that too like a lot of our users probably like 20 percent, maybe 15 percent of them do go to therapy and yeah. wellness works as a really good tool in between because mm -hmm. again you're only with your therapist like once every week or two weeks or a month like however long that is you're not with them all the time and it's good to have something to check in with between appointments and then you can come into that appointment like hey you know here's what was going on and and you can end up having like a more successful appointment because of that too yes. um so super cool use case as well yeah mm -hmm. and and you'd mentioned too like pre-covid it was kind of inaccessible i mean people were i mean it's hard yeah. to find a therapist and one of our yeah. partners is better help and i'm just like oh my gosh mm -hmm. that's helped so much yeah. right now in, yeah. in getting access and being able yeah. to talk but again you can't you can't be on video call all the time no not possible no no. Um, but yeah, I mean, and that's great too. Like we see a lot of um, these like online therapy platforms that are mm -hmm. growing like crazy and it's awesome because, because of the video, it's allowed a lot more people to squeeze that into their days and make time for it. And you don't have to go anywhere. It's a lot easier to find a therapist because you're just kind of like browsing online for one. Like that process has been made a lot easier, um, which is great. And, you know, we never hope to be anything like a replacement for therapy. Totally. A lot of people ask me that. I'm like, that's absolutely not what we're doing. Um, but what we are doing is helping people who are either not really feeling fully ready to do that yet, or who want something to do outside of that appointment. Um, mm -hmm. And really, it's just like a really nice and fun tool. It kind of works for all realms of that. Um, yeah. And that's kind of the goal. That's such a sweet spot. I love it. So talk a little bit about the app specifically. Yeah. Like what does it look like? Um, when people hop in there, what are they actually doing? 
Yeah, so it's a very gamified approach. So it feels very fun and playful when you open the app. Um, basically, you'll open the app to a few of our really classic ways of journaling or of talking about your thoughts. Um, you'll see like a daily and an evening conversation. Um, those are just questions, like fresh questions that we deliver every day um, that are about, you know, getting ready for your day or wrapping it up, kind of dependent mm -hmm. on who you are as a, like as a uh, a journaler, like once you kind of get into that flow, do you like doing it in the morning or evening? And we kind of help you do either one of those things. And then we also have things like a mood check, which is basically where you're um, checking which bubble, like which moods you're feeling. And then we'll kind of prompt you to maybe unpack those a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, so talk about why you're feeling that certain way. Um, and then, so that's kind of the, the home screen that you'll see. Um, one cool thing that we really encourage users to do right now is to use their voice. So instead of having to type away, you can actually just like press this, the like the microphone button, like when you're making an entry and it'll transcribe everything that you're saying for oh, you, yes. um, which is really nice. So you can, at least I, I really like that. And I can sit there and um, not just type away and just kind of let it flow. Um, we've seen that voice is really powerful when talking about your well-being because you're a lot less cognizant about the words you're using. It's a lot quicker to make entries. Um, and it just feels good. Like you're releasing serotonin. It feels like it feels really nice to kind of just be letting things off your chest with your voice. Um, so I really recommend that to all of like the new users that like we'll meet um, is like, just try it out a couple of times, even if it's not something you do all the time, because you can't always be using your voice. Like it's really nice. Mm -hmm. um, and so yeah, I, th th that's kind of my routine. And then the uh, really cool thing that we have with wellness is we have these like courses or packages, um, themes, whatever you want to call it. We're still trying to figure out the best naming convention for them. Okay. Um, but they're these like themed um, like journaling prompts on specific topics. So um, they'll be like on imposter syndrome or self-confidence or like body and fitness, like whatever it is that you want to be thinking about. Um, we'll prompt you on questions about those specific topics. Um, and it usually takes, right now they're formatted as like a course. So like they'll have around 10 journaling sessions in them, uh, 10 to 15 journaling sessions in them. And so basically each session will uh, comprise of like around three to five questions. And then you just mm -hmm. come in, do your little, um, you know, course for that day. And then you can come back in the next day and continue uh, doing it. Some people just do an entire course in one day. Like some people will just be sitting there and like, yeah, I want to learn all about imposter syndrome and reflect on it and like really deeply. Um, and they'll just sit there and kind of go through the entire course. Um, and that's, you know, that's a way to do it too, I guess, if you're, if you're just really curious and, and really, wanting to get thoughts out on it. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, so that's, that's a bit, that, that's like the, the basic idea there is like just themed prompts on uh, different little topics um, that often we saw weren't like, we didn't see many other solutions that were helping people talk about those things. Um, so yeah, that's, that's the general basics of the app. You get coins for every time you journal, um, you can customize your <laughs> avatar. Um, it's, it's like kind of fun. Um, and we, we try and make it really, um, rewarding and make you feel good. Like one thing that we always try and do is like kind of look through a playfulness lens, um, and make you smile while you're doing it because mental health is already so hard for many people to talk about that. Like, if we can make that just marginally easier and uh, like slightly more approachable and fun, then maybe it'll, it won't feel as hard to do. Um, mm -hmm. So that's kind of our, like our, our lens on, on, on why we build it that way. Mm -hmm. 
I love the voice memo option. That's funny. Cause like I'm a, in a journaler in the morning, but I could definitely be like whispering into my phone <laughs> <So> <laughs> like in bed. Um, so the only thing that I was curious to know is yeah. when I put stuff into the app, no one else can see it, right? No, no, <laughs> not right now. So right now it's all stored using, so right now it's, um, we have an iOS app and a, a web app. So if you're not on iPhone, you can access it using the web and it's mobile friendly too, by the way. But for the iOS app, it's all stored locally on your phone. Um, it, it's synced with your iCloud. That was, that's something that's really nice. So we don't have to ever like store your entries or anything. Um, but also because it syncs with your personal iCloud, that means that if you lose your phone or you switch phones, all of your entries are still there, which is great. Um, so it is very easy for it to, to go with you. The only things that we store are like your email, how much gold you have. Um, yeah, like very basic metadata. Um, and all the, the entries themselves are all stored on your phone. Okay. That's cool. Not that I'm writing, you know, anything super dark in there, but that, <laughs> who knows? If you want to, it's okay. <laughs> that's true. That's true. I mean, that's processing, right? Like, yeah, that's, that sometimes, sometimes you have to. Yeah. <laughs> so have you, are you a big journaler? Have you always loved journaling or is this something that like you discovered as a part of your therapy practice? It's something that I discovered in my therapy practice. Okay. Um, I was never a big journaler. Um, and then I, my therapist was like, um, oh, well, you know, here are these like CBT worksheets um, that are kind of nice if you ever want to do them. Um, and I was like, oh, okay, cool. Like this was my freshman year. So, you know, I wasn't really thinking about it then, but I enjoyed it. Um, and I, I liked that it was just a, a time that I could set aside for myself that day to really assess like how I was feeling and the thoughts that were in my head. And it was so easy. Like it was, you know, it took 10 to 15 minutes if that, it wasn't very hard. Um, and it was just like a really nice, like it was like nice me time. And it mm. also allowed me to document a lot of my thoughts so that I could go back and like see certain things or, um, honestly, for me, it was really more just the expression. It was just the expression of getting things out. Cause I'm someone who's not very good at communicating my thoughts and feelings with other people. Um, so it was really good to do that uh, by myself. Um, and so that was like the value that I, that I saw with it. Um, and then Mars actually was a, it, like when I was talking to Mars about this like mental health um, app, I honestly wasn't even sure that journaling was the thing I wanted to build. She was a lifelong journaler though and was telling me all the benefits of it and um, like how it's, you know, my, my main goal was to get people to talk about these things and unpack what was going in their head. Mm. So she was like, well, journaling is a really cool medium for that because you can just prompt people and they can kind of respond and it doesn't have to feel like at, like there's no, there's no social pressure about how you're talking about it um, or anything like that. So she was like, well, this, this might be a really cool way to approach it. And I, I totally loved it. And as we talked to more therapists, we saw like every time that we'd ask a therapist, like what, if they would give anything to their patients, like, you know, and any resources that they'd give to their patients, like after their first few appointments. And every time it was like a CBT worksheet. And for those who don't know, CBT just means cognitive behavioral therapy. Mm -hmm. um, it's a uh, form of therapy. It's kind of the gold standard in, in therapy practices these days. Um, and it's basically a way of involving the patient in their own treatment. So um, that uh, that basically just means helping you come to terms and realize like what's going on in your life, as opposed to them telling you what's going on um, and telling you what to do. It's really about the self-involvement. Um, so it's, it's all about asking these like questions that help you um, 
like identify emotions, uh, think about why you might be feeling them and, and how you'd like to you know, handle that moving forward. Um, that's kind of the, the core basis of CBT journaling. Um, and we thought it was so cool. We're like, okay, this is awesome. They have all these worksheets. Um, why aren't these digitized one and two, why aren't they made accessible or more easily accessible um, before you have to go into your therapist. Mm. Um, so that, that was kind of our, our, like what we were clinging onto and why we, we thought journaling would be a really cool way of, of doing that for people. Yeah. But so now I'm a, I'm a very good journaler. <laughs> um, <laughs> <bet. but> yeah. <laughs> hey y'all, this show is all about self-care and self-discovery. And one of the best ways to self-care therapy. <laughs> I'm a big fan. So I want to shout out a huge thank you to our sponsor, BetterHelp. BetterHelp is helping clients all over the world in I mean, a really challenging time right now. If you've been feeling like you're struggling, you're down, or you're just unable to reach for your goals, and it would help to talk to someone, BetterHelp is making it so easy to make that happen. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It is professional counseling done securely online. Perhaps you don't have access to a counselor where you live, or you just, you don't want to leave your house. You want to stay in your pajamas. BetterHelp makes it so easy. And not only that, but it's more affordable than traditional offline counseling and financial aid is available. So once you're matched with a counselor, you get to know them, see if it's a fit. And if it's not, no problem. It's free to change counselors if needed, because you know we all know it, it needs to be a fit. Once you have your person, you can log into your account anytime, send a message to your counselor, set up weekly sessions via video or phone call, and you'll get timely and thoughtful responses. And remember, you never have to sit in that awkward traditional therapy waiting room. BetterHelp really wants you to start living a happier life today. If you're ready to prioritize yourself and your well-being and to lean into that self-care along with the million people taking charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional, visit betterhelp.com slash yoga magic to get set up. And for yoga magic listeners, you get 10% off your first month. That's better H-E-L-P slash yoga magic. Well, it's funny because we talk a lot about energetics on this show. It's definitely a, a more woo-woo, if you will, like show. And and yeah, I, the idea great. of keeping things in your body, right? Keeping mm-hmm. energy, emotions, memories, whatever it is in your body is, I mean, that's real. It, you're talking the science, I'm talking the energetics and like they're yeah. both, they both matter. And mm-hmm. if we can get that out through journaling, it, it can feel really good. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. And, and, and that's, at the end of the day, yeah, it's however you want to say it. It's about how you're feeling and it's about things going on in your head. And mm-hmm. sometimes it's hard to explain that. So it's really just a, a, a matter of helping you talk about it like through through well-prompted questions. Um, and yeah, that's, that's, that's the core of it. It's as simple as that, right? It's just helping you talk about what's going on in your head. <laughs> mm-hmm. What advice do you have for people that maybe aren't in love with journaling. I actually get this a lot. People that I, I suggest journaling to clients and to listeners and they're like, Oh, I don't, I don't really like to journal. So journaling is really was really hard because at least for me, it was super hard because at one, I didn't know what to talk about. Yeah. Two, the blank canvas felt a little overwhelming and three, like I didn't really know that it was helping me in any way. Like mm-hmm. I didn't know how it was helping me. Right. So 
the good thing about Wellnest is that you can get prompted. You don't have to think about what you want to talk about. We'll ask you questions and you just, you know, it, on whatever you want to be talking about and we'll help you, we'll kind of guide you through talking about these sorts of things. And then two, I wasn't very good at writing. Like I wasn't very good. I didn't like sitting down and writing on a piece of paper all the time. Like I, I really enjoy the voice function because it allows me to just kind of talk and it's a lot easier for me in that way. And then three, the thing I found hard about journaling was like the motivation of continually coming back um, and, and feeling like I really wanted to. And our, you know, because of the cute avatar and because of like, the little rewards and um, like the fresh questions that we deliver every day, like that makes me want to come back and do it just to see what questions I'm going to be prompted on that day or, um, you know, how much gold I'll get, whether I can customize my avatar more and, you know, make my home screen cuter or whatever. Um, that for me is like why I come back. Um, and I, I also know that it won't take long. Like I know exactly that it, it, most sessions for me will probably be around five to 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's great. Like those are the things that we really try to, to hit on, like those problems that a lot of people normally do have trouble with in journaling of like, motivation of not not knowing what to talk about um it taking a long time potentially not seeing the value immediately um all of those things like we saw were like like inhibiting a lot of people from starting a journaling practice mm-hmm. um and that's that's kind of what we we tried to solve with the app largely mm-hmm Yeah, I think you're totally right when it's a blank slate or even so I work with people around self care when you have like endless, endless options, it's hard (laughs) to pick you get major decision fatigue. And so that really takes some of that extra work out of it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm curious to get your take on self care for men. So I feel like the term self-care is very directed at women. And I am one of those people who, who speaks, as you know, (laughs) directly to women how is it different for men? And, and can we do something to include them more? So I would actually disagree that self-care is not, that it's not meant for men or that it's more pointed at women. In my opinion, I would say certain aspects, certain ways of practicing self-care mm-hmm. are like, I would say in general, um, Things like, um, I don't even know. I would say like yoga is probably practiced more by women um, or um, I wouldn't even, it's like like what I'm thinking about the specific aspects, like meditation, largely very, very split between men. Totally. You're right. Mm -hmm. Journaling. I would agree. I would also say probably split. Uh, Like our users are split in terms of like who uses us every day, very half and half men and women. Mm -hmm. Um, I think the idea that you have to like take care of your well-being, I I do hear what you're saying in the in the in the sense that like I think more women are are aware of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think in general, um, it's a very equal amount of like men and women who deal with mental health problems. Mm-hmm. So I don't think there's any like tilt there. And in fact, I, I think there are more men who struggle with mental health issues than women. Totally. So I don't know why. I I don't fully know why that is though, that, that like this, the self-care movement feels 
might feel a little bit more like le like uh, leaning towards like um, oriented to women. But I think in general, men have a harder time talking about themselves and how totally. they're feeling. Mm -hmm. um, so if I had to guess, like that's where I would say the, the, the core of the issue probably lies. Um, and the important part is that everyone has a mental health and no matter what self-care practice you keep, like that's all, at the end of the day, that's what matters is that you're taking care of yourself. Mm -hmm. And I think like, I think even like I'll, men who wouldn't say they have a self-care practice, like I'd say they, they, they do, they just don't label it as a self-care practice. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, and that's fine. Like, you know, self-care is not, you know, for me, like when people ask me like what self-care means, I'm like, I mean, it means a lot of different things. Like whenever I'm trying to do self-care, self-care to me could be being with my friends. It could be playing sports. Like it could be going on a walk. Like self-care to me is anything that makes me feel more present, um, feel at peace, feel happier. Um, that's generally what self-care should mean at least. Right, right? right. So there's a lot of different ways that you can do that. And I don't think it's constricted to what um, the current field of like self-care things might be. Um, and in terms of how we can make it more accessible to men, I think it's, uh, you know, I think it's in the language. I think it's in, um, I think design has a big part to do with it. Like if you're designing something um, that like the way that your product looks will inevitably um, sway who uses it more. Totally. Um, and it's hard to build something that's very neutral feeling. Um, and I don't know. I think, I think that's probably like the, the most, when designing products, at least like that's something that you should be thinking about is making sure that it works for both, um, you know, for whoever, whoever for wants whoever, to use right? it. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, I, I know that wasn't a very good answer. I, I'm, I'm, I'm not totally sure what the ways are to, um, to, to make it more inclusive. Um, but I think, cause when, when I think about inclusivity, here's why, when I think about inclusivity in mental health and in, like self-care, I think in general, it's not like just like men and women who have been like men who have been excluded. Like I think communities of color have been excluded yeah. in general. Mm -hmm. I think like neurodivergent people have been excluded. Mm. I think a lot of people have not necessarily felt like they like there are people or there are tools and systems to help them with mental health. Um, and I think that idea of accessibility and making it really easy for anyone to talk about those things or to have resources is like where I would want to focus more of my energy if that's what I was, totally. you know, mm -hmm. yeah. So that's, that's how I see that. Um, mm -hmm. If that makes, if that makes sense. Totally. Beautiful answer. And I think too, what I'm hearing from you is that you're tapping into what self-care really is right like it's like you said being present and and being able to prioritize our own well-being mm -hmm. whereas you know consumable self-care is mm -hmm. bubble baths and yes. you know things that are just yes. that are like again very marketed towards women 
Yeah. But they're not, a bubble bath is not going to take me out of it. No. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's not. No, And it's good. Like, don't get me wrong. I, you know, I, <laughs> like I, my, my girlfriend does um, like self-care Wednesdays and we'll do face masks together. And that's great. <laughs> I love that. But like, that's not, you know, that's not my like self-care practice. Like it's no. not like how I feel better about my mental health in particular. So that, mm-hmm. yeah, they're, they're very different. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. I, that's such, I love that answer. Thanks for going going down that rabbit hole with me because sometimes I feel sort of bad about this Mm -hmm. like oh man I'm like not using enough inclusive language and like we do talk about um inclusivity a lot as you know bringing closing the wellness gap because that's a reality yeah but I think you're right that like if we're getting really down to it a lot of these practices your app included journaling meditation a lot of them are free and it's just a yes. matter of, of being able to share it with others and show yeah. them if they're not familiar with it. And yeah. I mean, your app is, it's free and it's, it's so accessible and it's mm-hmm. fun. And you talked about reaching out to younger people. Can you talk mm-hmm. a little bit about that and like how, you know, people around your age maybe weren't getting that attention in, in um, mental health? Yeah. yeah. So definitely. Um, so Believe it or not, 75% of um, mental illnesses begin before the age of 24. Um, And unfortunately, 30% of Gen Z, so those below the age of uh, 24 right now, um, are afflicted by any mental illness, so some mental illness. Mm. Um, And that's really shocking to me. I mean, it's actually not shocking. Like I get it and I see it all the time, but it's really worrying to me. Um, and while there are really good ways, and I, we've seen this, like there's a lot of digital tools are starting to become, and a lot more of companies are becoming a lot more aware of this. I'm I don't know if you've seen the social dilemma, like there's a lot of cognizance about how social media and how technology at large has afflicted young people's mental health. And that is you know, obvious. Um, there's a lot of other things that also contribute to that, hmm. um, relating to pressure around school, um, relating to now being stuck inside. Um, like it's really hard nowadays, unfortunately, um, for young people to graduate college without ever having felt like at least at some point really severe feelings of anxiety, um, maybe Mm -hmm. of depression, um, maybe of, um, of just sadness, right? Like whatever grief, like whatever that is that people are really struggling with, like it's happening more and more. And the hard thing about young people too, is that we and why, yeah, again, this just kind of ties back into why I was really passionate about building Wellnest was that so many of us don't know how to talk about those feelings mm-hmm. and how to process those emotions. Um, and that's really hard. Um, like, I know a lot of people who would have benefited very deeply from going to therapy. And like, I, you know, I, I'm trying to find a therapist myself right now. Like it's, it's so good. As you were saying, like a therapist should, should be not only helping people with like serious mental health issues, but also 
they should be there for you as a mental health check-in, like as you were talking about, like Mm -hmm. someone that you can go to and just really let things out Mm -hmm. and have someone kind of guide you through your thoughts there. Like that's what's so helpful. At least that's what I found so helpful about a therapist. Um, And that is so like, unfortunately unseen by a lot of young people who don't think therapy is for them um, Mm -hmm. or don't think journaling is for them Mm -hmm. or whatever. Um, And something that's been really fascinating that we've seen um, is the rise of therapists, like famous therapists or famous self-care people on platforms like TikTok and Instagram. Um, That's where young people are consuming knowledge about how to cope with things now. And it's it's actually very good because a lot of people are also now being a lot more open. Oh yeah. You know, I had a really shitty day and like, here's what I did today. If you're having a shitty day, like sit here and have like breakfast with me. Like I see that on TikTok all the time. I'm like, this is, this never would have happened on Instagram five years ago. It just mm, never would have happened. Um, and it's really, really great actually to see people being a lot more vulnerable and open about it. And people are so much more loving and caring of each other on social media, I think now than they were before, like 10 years ago, five Mm. years ago, which is good. Um, A lot of those like famous um, like therapists and like self-care people actually wrote a lot of our courses, which is cool. Oh yeah. um, On, on our app. Um, If you're also, if you're ever interested in that, like, let me know. Um, And it's cool. Like it's just a really easy, again, it's like an easy way to just like check in with yourself Um, I think a lot of young people are scared of talking about their mental health because they don't want to feel like they are a patient. And Mm -hmm. that is the, actually that generally applies to most people. I would say you don't want to feel like a patient. You want to feel normal. You want to feel like you're, you know, like everyone else, um, and making tools that make it really easy and make that like kind of clear. Um, is what I think the, the, the next generation will be using, um, tools like that. Um, and I, I hope wellness is like that. Um, a lot of our power users, you know, people who use us every day are 18, 19, 20, wow. 21. Yeah. They're all, they're like 80% of them are young people, mm-hmm. um, which is great. Like, that's awesome. Like, it's so, it's so nice to have a tool like that for them. Um, and that's honestly like what keeps me going is like, people like that who are just like really enjoying it for what it is. Um, yeah, that's, that's my, those are my thoughts on it, but, um, Mm -hmm. it's very complicated. Like there's not really a one solution to it. Um, I think any tool to help people process those things is a good one. Um, yeah. Mm -hmm. I have to admit my biggest fear around being a parent is, is this right here. Like thinking about my two little girls growing up in a world of social media and pressure that is just beyond anything I was ever dealt with. Mm-hmm. And I do feel that like I have a lot of tools and, and we, you know, stigmatizing mental health is something we do not do in our house, but uh, it's everywhere. And so things like wellness and, and you speaking out is it's making the world better. It really is. And when my you know, three and five-year-olds are 18. Hopefully they're just like, yeah, this is what I struggle with. And it's not, it's not weird or no. Yeah. 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 And I, I, I mean, truthfully, like it's, it's something I see more and more on my like TikTok feed every day. It's like people like that. And um, it's great. You know, like 
it, so many people struggle with things. And I think just knowing that you're not alone is like what really makes people feel better and also make it feel like, yeah, this is what's going on today. And I like, you know, if, if, if you just need that day to, to process those things or to take care of yourself and, and make, you know, make sure you're feeling better for the next day. Like that's, that's what matters. Like, you know, I think that's, I think the, the cognizance, the awareness of it. Um, and then just the knowing that there are good, there are bad days. There are a lot of, you know, shitty things that happen. Um, and we all, it's a kind of a human struggle, um, that, that we all deal with. Um, and, and that's something that I think at least makes me feel better. Um, and a lot of our users hopefully too. Mm, Yeah. This was great. Thank you, Tommy. I loved learning from you and I'm really excited about what you guys are creating. And it sounds like it's going to blow up. Remember, remember this baby podcast when you guys are huge, (laughs) please. (laughs) This booming podcast. I hope this booming podcast remembers me too. (laughs) (laughs) Well, how can listeners find wellness? How can they learn a little bit more about you and your awesome co-founders? Yeah, you can find us on the app store. Uh, If you just look up wellness, you'll see us there. Um, And that's W-E-L-L-N-E-S-T. And then you can also, if you don't have um, an iOS device, you can find us on the web and like it's a, there's a mobile friendly version there too. um, If you just go to app.wellnest.co. And if you just look up wellness.co, you'll see all about us, um, you know, who we are, um, our, what our app looks like, um, all of that fun stuff. Um, And yeah, that's how you you can find, if you want to find more about me, um, I'm very active on Twitter. Like that's like the social media platform of my choice. Um, you just look up Tommy Searle seven. Um, that's my, my <laughs> handle there. Um, yeah. And, uh, also happy to, you know, if you have any feedback or thoughts or anything like that, just like shoot me, my DMS are always open and just shoot me, um, your thoughts and I'm, I, I will definitely get back to you. Um, yeah, that's, that's the easiest way to find about wellness and, and me. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you, Tommy. This was great. Cool. Thank you so much, Ashley. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much for tuning in today, everyone. Thank you to Tommy for sharing and for telling us about your amazing app, Wellnest. If you want to learn more about Tommy, if you want to get the app, check out the information in the show notes. And thank you again to our show sponsor, BetterHelp. If you like this episode, if you learned something and you want to share it with a friend, I would be forever grateful. Share it on Instagram and tag at Yoga Magic Podcast. Thanks, everyone. We'll see you next week.